Welcome to an American Conversation podcast, a podcast about a comedian, a feminist, and two Republicans meeting in different bars every week to discuss what the hell is happening in America today. Each week we deliver gripping news and information with the understanding that as Americans, we can agree to disagree and laugh while doing it. Revelation, Leland, Rose, David, and Jeff are not experts, although Rose thinks she is. Listen in every week. Be that fly on the wall. Hi guys, it's me Leland and I am at a coffee shop today. I decided not to go to a bar because I'm meeting somebody who is pretty big wig. And it is Bill Brand, my mayor of Redondo Beach. Bill, hi, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Leland? I'm very good. I'm super excited to have you. You're my biggest political man of the day. I remember meeting you years ago, just knocking on doors. Well, actually, you came up on a white horse and saved me. I swear to God. (laughs) I had an issue with my neighbors. They had moved out. The house had been empty for five years. They were hoarders, and the house was in probate. And we were being attacked by rats and bees. bees. I remember and that quite well. Came over and saved us like literally within rats days. Rats and bees. Rats okay, and are we bees. being ignored? You didn't introduce us. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is my friend Rose. She is not a Redondo Beach resident. No, I'm a New Yorker. I forgive you. <laughs> and this is my friend Jeff, and he also is not a Redondo Beach because we're Hermosa. better than you guys. Yeah. Hey. Hermosa, South Bay. <laughs> Grew up in Newport, though. Okay. So. Yeah. Not even close. No, but it's got the word beach in the name. So well, there you go. Very Southern similar. California. Yeah, is you close. can't you can't go wrong. <laughs> now, Bill, I think I remember reading something about you not even growing up here. Were you growing up in uh, Palos Verdes? Is that right? Yeah, I grew up in Palos Verdes Estates. We moved here when I was eight years old from Dallas, Texas. Oh, wow. for real, yeah. you're Texan. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. Really, <laughs> really, just love the ocean and. We stayed at the Portofino Inn for, I think, three weeks when we first moved here. Oh, that is a nice place to stay, so you see the ocean. My mom's nice way to ease into Southern California. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't wasn't hard. Uh, Going from Dallas to Redondo Beach was was, uh, nice for an eight-year-old. Yeah. How long before you picked up a surfboard? I actually had surfed in Galveston, Texas, believe it or not. Uh, we had something called a bay house down in Galveston Bay, and I would go down there as my mom and all the grandmas and would say, you know, Bill's down in that water with all them critters at five years old. I was just drawn to the water. And then we moved out here, and like I said, it was like I'd died and gone to heaven. It certainly is heaven. I love it here. Galveston. It's Do you okay. guys know where Galveston is? Galveston? No. Yes. I have a map. <laughs> I do know where it is. I, have map, know it but from I the, don't know where it would be on Texas. I, I believe it's East Texas. Is that correct? Well, we were in a place called Laporte. Laporte. Which, uh, was kind of disgusting because it's where oh. all the super tankers would go by. Oh, bummer. And the first waves I ever rode were the boat wakes of the super tankers. <laughs> At five years old, I'd go running down to the beach with my little styrofoam board when I saw the big ships coming and water was polluted and it was disgusting. But, you know, I was five years old. What did I know? <laughs> what year was that? Fun. What year was that? Probably like 64. And the three. water was polluted then? Oh, God, yes. Isn't wow. it more polluted now than it has That's been? That's what I would think. Well, in Texas, up? we don't know. Well, I haven't Do been we? there in a while. Well, yeah. okay. I know our water in, in San Pedro, we've been trying to clean it up. It was even worse off than what it is now, and the pollution. Well, we have the ocean water actually is pretty clean in the, in the South Bay and in 
there's certain areas to stay away from, like the inner harbor of Cabrillo Beach always gets a poor grade. But generally, um, Santa Monica Bay has been getting good grades thanks to Hilda Bay and all Is the that right? environmental that's stuff that's been going on. It's good to know. I always think yeah. when I drive to the airport, you know, we go, you know, you have the, you have the waste management plant mm-hmm. right there. And I always figure that that's not a good place to go into the water just because the plant's right there. Yeah, well, they have an outfall about five miles out. But, um, yeah, I mean, generally, they test pretty regularly. Yeah. And they test for certain things. And, you know, unless it's been raining heavily for the last few days, uh, it's pretty much okay. And beaches get A's. And, and really, good. thanks to Hilda Bay and a lot of other uh, environmental organizations that hold people's feet to the fire to keep Woo-hoo. it clean. Thank goodness we have that. I've spent my life in the ocean, so I've been watching it. I first joined Hilda Bay when it first came out. I remember listening to Dorothy Green on the radio in the middle of the night when no one else would hear her. And she started Hilda Bay back in the early 80s, I think. Oh, really? Just yeah. the 80s, huh? Yeah, I think it was the early 80s. And I remember driving home from work at 2 in the morning from the airport and listening to this lady, Dorothy Green, and she's starting Hilda Bay and, you know... I was probably going surfing the next morning, going, "Yeah, go Dorothy." <laughs> I remember Hilo Bay in the in the '90s. I had roommates; they would participate in in part of the cleanup efforts. Yeah, they're and, still going on. And yeah. I just thought the T-shirts were cool. That's when I first became aware of the Hilo Bay T-shirts. <laughs> they were pretty local-looking, cool shirts. So, yeah. but and then it spawned the oh, hey, they're doing good stuff for the ocean. So, Bill, when did you become political? Uh, I'll say 2001 in Redondo Beach, locally. Um, and that's when you became a city councilman, or did you do no, something first? No, no. Um, you know, I, we had bought a house in 1998, and they were talking about building 3,000 condominiums on the AES power plant site, plus having a new power plant. <gasps> and uh, I always say I was face down on the sand for many years, like most of us were just busy <laughs> and with our lives and everything. And, but all of a sudden, we were driving down the street, and they were flying these flags on Catalina Avenue, the heart of the city. Me and my wife at the time were looking up, oh, heart of the city, what is that? And then we learned that that's what it was. They were rezoning the power plant site for uh, 3,000 condominiums and another power plant in this huge development down in King Harbor. And that was, was the mall? 2001. Is that it the mall? It was called the heart of the city. No, no, I think you're thinking of more recent quote-unquote mm-hmm. mall, but mm-hmm. it was a different mall. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, myself and others got active, started going to the meetings, you know, trying to figure out what this was all about and what were you doing to our town and, 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 and it just blew up from there. I've been doing it for 18 years. And I first ran for city council in 2005 and lost, but did pretty good. And then I ran again in 2009 and won, got reelected in 2013 and, and got elected mayor in 2017. So time flies. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still fighting the power plant. They're still trying to extend uh, yeah, what is going on with that? I'm, I've, I've followed it a little bit, the big power plant. Like, for those that may not know, over by, so I would say uh, where the, the Wyland, the big Wyland mural is. That seems the big to be whale the, mural that yeah, people which is come beautiful. from all it's over to iconic see. Yeah, iconic, and, and it's part of her, her uh, Redondo. Redondo. Yeah. So is that property ever going to, is anything ever going to happen with that area? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's 50 acres on the most densely populated area on the entire California That's coast. That's 50 so, uh, Wow. Yeah, it's not going to just sit there. And the power plant is due to retire next year. Really? Uh, December 31st, 2020 is when its permanent retirement date is set right now. So, um, gosh, it's a long story, but we've been fighting for years. They were going to build a new one up until about, I'll say, four years ago. 
What yeah. are they going to build then? Well, now it's been for sale for three years. How much? And well, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I bet there's a B involved. Yeah, uh, sure. no, nah, I don't think so. No, no, what? no. And it it's requires a lot of remediation. They don't have the zoning to do anything. Mm -hmm. It's only zoned for uh, industrial uses or a park. So uh, the value of it is uh, very speculative because they'll have to get as you can't build anything right you can't build a house you can't build a well that's good but you can build it's a park you know what we're not need a park and you could potentially conditional use get another uh, industrial use there you know but what redondo really needs there is one more bar hey, <laughs> one hey. More. yeah we do <laughs> yeah like maybe a bar amusement park because we don't have enough alcohol <laughs> places to drink in the, the South Bay. I like the idea of an outdoor park, though. We need more outdoor spaces. Absolutely. Being, uh, well, that's where <clears throat> that's how I got started on this, partly. Uh, because, you know, we didn't want 3,000 condos there or another power plant. And we worked really hard to stop the plan when we were successful. We did two referendums people who know what that means and we didn't take just one referendum we can you explain it. what referendum means yeah um for, so for we have statewide <laughs> referendums sometimes uh we have local referendums so when an elected body does something like rezone the power plant for three thousand condos the residents can go out and say you know what we want to vote on that but the way they get a vote is they have to go collect signatures I think they have to get 5% or 10% of the registered voters to sign the petition to vote on that project. And if they, you know, they only have 30 days, so it's not easy. Mm. People got to be cranked up and ready to go. In fact, there's one going on in El Segundo right now. But we did that. And uh, when people learned what the heart of the city was, oh, man, they were coming to us to sign the, sign the petition. Oh, that's great. Where's a booklet? Give me a booklet. I'll help. You know, and we were able to get... 6,500 signatures inside of a month, and we only needed, I think, 4,500. So wow. Or 4,000. So How many residents do we have in Redondo? Well, right now we got about 70,000. Oh, so we have a lot. Wow, that's it a is lot. Crowded. Almost 70,000. Yeah. And i got to tell you, our schools are well overcrowded. Our oh, they're done. The schools yeah. are full. No more permits. Um, schools are, are full. The middle capacity. school that my kid goes to, I think, was made for 600 students, and there's well over 1,000. It is absolutely ridiculous. Wow. What school is that? Paris. Paris. Mm -hmm. huh. That's all over the country, though. Yeah. That's an issue. But just even the traffic in, in the morning just becomes so dangerous for all the kids trying to cross the street, and it's just overpopulated. It's That's why we should walk like we do in New York. We do walk, but so many people are being booked in from somewhere else, and I know it because they're like, oh, it took me 25 minutes. I'm like, mm, then you didn't live in Redondo. It's way too many cars on the yeah. road. Yeah. Yeah, um, Redondo's built out, Hermosa Beach is built out, most of the South Bay is built out, schools are full, traffic's gridlocked, we're park poor, quote-unquote, a um, lot of, lot of uh, overdevelopment issues, and so that's kind of been my charge and what I've been working on is, is trying to have, you know, like this slow growth agenda as opposed to this, you know, what I call overdevelopment agenda that's that's... Now, really run Redondo Beach for decades. Right. You know, I.e. 3,000 condos in the yeah, U.S. I, I see houses constantly being torn down and three into the lot. Yep. And that's going to continue? Can we not stop uh, it? For now, right now, actually, uh, the state has been passing laws recently to overrule local zoning and, <gasps> and, and land use control. So that's something else I've been working on because, you know, they're taking away the powers of local governments because they feel like local governments are responsible for the housing shortage and the affordability crisis, and so um, they're making problems worse, thinking that you know a broad brush from Sacramento is going to fix everything. Ah, 
it's complicated. Can I ask you a question? Sure. I have a friend who lives in Redondo Beach, Fred Koch. I didn't ring a bell. Okay, he wanted me to ask you a question. Is that sure. okay? Yeah, you All can right. Ask me whatever you want. Um, so the question's from Fred Koch. He's Koch Development. He builds greenhouses. Uh huh. This, yeah. Um, he says because of California's push for affordable housing, has Redondo Beach considered loosening minimum square feet requirements on new construction so additional units can be built? Minimum square feet. Um, it sort of sounded connected to the condos. It's a bit wonky and it's in the weeds. Uh, but basically, Redondo Beach is really, as projects we've approved, are, are all about affordable housing, unless it's small lots like what Leland was just talking about. So we just approved the largest project in the history of Redondo Beach out at the Galleria, 1.6 million square feet. And oh, so nice. 300 units are going to be apartment units, and we were able to get 20% dedicated for affordable housing. Now, when you say affordable uh, what, housing, yeah, what, is yeah. what do you mean? Well, yeah, that's a great question because uh, it goes everywhere from very, very low income to moderate income. And you have to be specific about what you mean by affordable housing. Yeah, because affordable so, uh, in the South Bay is here. not affordable right. anywhere else. Well, what else. the uh, developer agreed to do was 10% very, very low income or 20% low income affordable. And so the county has all these... Uh, different gradations of what is low income, very, very low income, based on the average uh, salary in Los Angeles County. So if you're below a certain, you know, threshold, then you're very low income or very, very low income. So it's very specific and you have to track it, right? So if it's 300 apartments and they're there for 30, 40 years, well, you know, when somebody comes back in, how do you make sure that it continues to remain affordable? And so... You know, it's a whole other effort behind the scenes. But, yeah, I mean, it's a great question because sometimes affordable just means moderate. And what yeah, is moderate? Exactly. That's, that's market yeah. rate, basically. Right. And California moderate is going to be different than anywhere else, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and people easily call something affordable, and you look at it and go, well, how is that affordable? $3,000 a month for one bedroom. Yeah, that's not... Uh, I wouldn't put that in quotes as affordable. I, I'm that as 50 square feet, too. Well, I'm blown away by the yep. cost of houses here. Uh, Redondo, I, yeah, there's a house, a five-bedroom on the beach for 14000 14 million? Yeah, 14 million. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy that. I'll Four, buy that. Probably 14,000 a week. 14,000, yeah. That's, uh, a, that's the mortgage. 14 million, five-bedroom, five-bath with a pool. I'd taken a heartbeat, but wow. 180-degree I mean, view of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. yeah. Who the hell can afford it? And where are these people? Because they're not at my school. <laughs> Trump. Not at my kids' school. There's Trump a lot of money out there. But let me just say, Redondo Beach has an incredible mix of housing. I yeah. Mean, we have That's true. it all. We have well, I know uh, a lot single of family single homes. Moms. We have multi-family uh, apartment buildings. We have people living on their boats. We have a trailer park. We have... Uh, $14 million homes overlooking the Pacific Ocean. So most of our, about half, I guess, of our residents are actually renters in Redondo really? Beach. Really? That's a lot. So uh, we have a Section 8 program in Redondo Beach. Nice. Yeah, we have a housing authority. What is so Section 8? So we give out about over 500 vouchers a month to help subsidize rent for seniors and, and those uh, in need of, of wow. uh, vouchers from the federal government. Can you explain what Section 8 housing is to Jeff? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I know Just the expression Jeff. Section no, 8. You're obviously yeah. from the South Bay because when I talk to people from, everybody knows what Section 8 is uh, uh, inland. I mean, I've heard people say, hey, give yeah. that guy a Section 8. My mother's I, on Section know. 8. I, I wasn't that. even aware that really? we had okay. that here. Yep. So it's a federal program that subsidizes rent for people in need. Mm -hmm. So uh, not every city in the South Bay has a housing authority. You have to have a housing authority that's established. And we have established. one? Yes, wow. we do. 
Okay. Hermosa doesn't have it. Manhattan doesn't have it. Oh, Most wow. cities don't have it. Torrance has one, I think. But we have it in Redondo Beach, and so we run about over $5 million a year through our Section 8 program in our housing authority to help subsidize rents. So you have to qualify. You know, you, you have to show your income tax returns. You have to be disabled, or you have to be, you know, low income to get it. My, my <laughs> mother pays $2,500. She has three jobs, and she gets Section 8 housing. Yeah. So she pays twenty five hundred a month because her apartment in New York City's market value is five thousand. Mm-hmm. So there and you go. she makes pretty good money. Yeah, and that's how it, that's how it happens. And it's crazy. Yeah, so a lot of people in Washington want to kill that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's a good segue right there. How do you feel about uh, the current uh, political climate in Washington? Well, you know, being mayor of a small town, not that small, I guess. Like Buttigieg. People. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to stick to the local issues because mm-hmm. I got so much uh, going on and things I want to get accomplished at a local level. I, I don't mix what's going on with Washington because I'll just lose support. And I, oh, I really? Oh, okay. I just focus on the local issues. I want to get a park over at the AS site, big park, at least half of it. I want to get rid of the power lines. You know, we Can we things. get rid of the power lines? Oh, absolutely. Really? Oh, I would absolutely. love to open an outdoor bicycle park right underneath where the power mm-hmm. lines are. Well, we're talking about a green belt inland because the power lines go five miles inland east of the 405 freeway. That would be fantastic that. right there. So um, we found out years ago that if the power plant permanently retires, that you will not need those large... Uh, 220 kb power lines do they have to take them out when they leave or are we responsible well so um we we did our own study the city and we convinced ourselves that they could go but we never heard from southern california edison Ah. so we commissioned a study with them called a method of service study paid them about a hundred thousand dollars to study whether or not the power lines could be removed if the power plant permanently retires and if they can be removed how much will that cost and who will pay for it So it took them over a year to complete that study, but they just completed it, I think, last August. And the answer was, uh, drum roll, yes, the power lines will no longer be needed, and we will remove them uh, from Redondo Beach at our cost. Ah, that's a process of fortune. As soon as the power plant is permanently retired. Yeah, but that sounds like a fortune. But why would, if you're Southern California Edison, why would you maintain a power corridor that's not being used? Right. That makes sense. And And plus there's a lot of land underneath and it's their land. Of course, it doesn't have zoning for anything, but why why would you maintain a power corridor that serves no purpose? Oh, that's their land also, huh? Yep. Wait, how long can you be mayor? uh, (laughs) Can you be revoted in also? Uh, Yeah, Redondo Beach has term limits. So uh, you can, Redondo's interesting because you have an elected mayor. Right, so like right. Hermosa, Manhattan, most cities our size, Rancho Palos Verdes, they they rotate mayors. <clears throat> but Redondo Beach has an elected mayor, so he serves for four years, and you can be elected to two terms. So I'm in the third year of my f- first term. Okay, so and how long is no this problem? Term? Second term. How long are the terms? Four years. Four years. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I got a question with the retired. When you said the retired power plant, I, I always thought the the power plant in Redondo was inactive. Yeah, most people, you drive by, it's not running. Yeah. Don't you, you see know? the smoke and the, the, hear the noise every once in a while? Yeah, it runs rarely. And when it starts up, I mean, the plant's 60 years old. So um, Wait, 16 or 60? Zero. Wow. Well, part of the s- most northern part was built in the 40s. The middle part, the two units, five and six, were built in the 50s. And then the two larger units in the southern part were built in the late 60s. 
So uh, they're over 50 years old. Two of the units that are running are over 60 years old. But they do run. They do... You Rarely. So I liken it to delivering pizzas in a V8, right? Chrysler <laughs> 69 V8. You can do it, yeah. right? And you can go out to the garage and maybe you haven't started it in a month or so and crank up that V8, pump <laughs> the gas, and, and, you know, it'll sputter and backfire and pop <laughs> right. and smoke and and that's what you see happening with the power buttons it's exactly what why happens. do they turn it on at all now well <laughs> money um they keep AES, the jobs who owns the power plant now has figured out that you know we can just sit there and be called upon and under certain circumstances and just turn it on and operate and be paid to be on the ready be paid when they operate and they're paid a high price because um they're so inefficient it would take a lot of money for them to operate so AAS's position is we can make money just sitting there you know you can make money delivering pizzas sure. in a V8 if you get paid enough I, I, that's basically that's a good metaphor bottom I, I, line. I can I can understand that yeah. but that's a good question because a lot of people just don't understand they think we get our power from that power plant which can be glad we don't because it's not <laughs> right. operating most of the time um, I have to tell you the inside of the building is amazing though I've been to some art shows there and I absolutely fell in love with it I wanted to purchase the building and make it into luxury condos really <laughs> yeah. I've never been in there I need to check that out so I didn't even amazing. know that, that yeah, they yeah. I, well I, I uh, spent eight years living downtown in the loft district and it looks like that same sort of feel on the inside you have these huge windows and it must be an amazing view from the rooftop deck where I would put the outside pool. It has historical value. There's no question about it. And uh, a lot of movies have been shot in there. You wouldn't even know Britney Spears shot a video in there one time. Oh, really? Wow. Which so, one? Uh, is it got all this, you know, industrial equipment, giant compressors? And, yeah, it's and amazing. It's on an the interesting facility. And as you said, they've had art shows in their power of art. And it's really neat the way they spread out the different artists. So why don't art they promote that? Everybody thinks it's just a plant. I, I had no well, idea. Well, the power of arts is once a year for like three days. Oh, it happens I every it was... year for three it days. It actually doesn't happen it. every year. It's only happened, I'm going to say, maybe four times, five times. So well, I've only they been have trouble getting twice, in there because yeah. AES doesn't always want to allow it. I, oh, I wouldn't allow strangers walking around in there. It yeah, looks it like a danger. Yeah. It can be dangerous, but they, they've allowed it and, you know. Um, it's been really cool, and Power of Art would like to have their shows in there every year, but it just doesn't always work out. I need to see what it looks like. I, when I imagine it, it feels like it's like the basement of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, when it they looks go like, in. Um, if you look down, that's exactly. <laughs> it's I like Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like kind of that's I even would cooler. I not like that. What, well, you, you didn't like Blade Runner? Movie, so I don't care what you yeah. Think. yeah. Well, if you look down. Yeah, I used to be a chemical engineer. I spent a lot of time in power plants and oil refineries. And so when you're up above on the upper deck, you see these giant compressors and really interesting stuff. But if you look down, you see all the piping and the disgusting pumps and the asbestos. And <laughs> oh. It's, it's really nasty. Oh, basically. man. So, I still love it. I love yeah. all that stuff. <clears throat> yeah. I could totally live in there. Not a problem. <laughs> I would trade my house for it in a heartbeat. Would you? Yeah. Uh, I have one more question. Is that okay? That's it. You only get one okay, more one question. More and that's it. They're my friends who live in Redondo, and they're like, you need to ask him this. Oh, you absolutely. need to ask him this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is from Dale. She wanted to know, and I have four, and I'll just throw them at you. She wants you to enforce smoke-free beach and city like they have in Manhattan Beach. Mm -hmm. Do they have that in oh, Redondo? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they you do? can't smoke on the beach. Oh, you okay. can't? No. To enforce I see it. people smoking all the time. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, enforcement is a big. Uh, <laughs> people smoke on the beach in Manhattan too. Um, people. Yeah. Smoke. So the police have to go down there and write tickets and tell people to put out their cigarettes and. Oh yeah. You know, a lot of enforcement really is on us because if you see somebody smoking and your kids sitting there, you, we really should say something. Um, to think the cops are going to come down on <laughs> right? What are you in for? <laughs> what are you in for? Smoking. When, you know, there's a lot of other stuff going on. I would hate Don't to get in a fight over that. One. I got a uh, one Fourth of July in in Hermosa. We were walking on the strand, and we had we had lemonades we were walking with on the strand because mm-hmm. it's illegal to have alcohol. So, but the cops stopped us anyway, and they were imported cops. They were uh, they were the Sheriff? sheriffs from yeah. And so they were they were questioning me whether or not there was alcohol in there. Well, you look illegal. Oh yeah, I look like I'm a, a degenerate. That's that's <laughs> that's a given. So uh, a guy came in and he had a cigarette and he had asked the guy, you know, can I be smoking? And she's like, oh yeah, no problem. I'm like, hey, you can't smoke here. You know, if you're going to be enforcing the law, you should know the law. And then she decided to question me a little longer because I take a drink. I, I got drink. her. Uh, she uh, she smelled it and she she oh yeah what's in there there wasn't but sugar water yeah there wasn't but she she uh, she kept me there for a while because I kind of embarrassed her <laughs> and she also wanted to know about homelessness mm-hmm. oh yeah what are you I doing love about the know. homelessness issue in Redondo I've been noticing a lot uh, more newer ones and younger ones have you seen the the new God, I well I live. Basically, Grand Central Station of the Homeless in Redondo Beach. I know. Down on Broadway, live. between the churches that serve free meals. Mm-hmm. So uh, I see it daily. Mm-hmm. And uh, Redondo Beach is doing a lot. They're doing more than most cities. Uh, we've partnered with the county, this uh, group called uh, PATH, People Assisting the Homeless, um, Harbor Interfaith. We've actually put a lot of people in homes, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. Do we have a but facility here? No, no. Um, Maybe that's where put inter- them all in the power plant. <laughs> I oh, my God. That. Great idea. Yeah. Maybe yeah. down in that little grimy area. <laughs> yeah, sure, yes, and the new owner would love that idea. Anyway, um, but there's a lot of people that are homeless that, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. Uh, either they're just down on their luck, they've got mental health issues, or they just want to live on the street. Um, because of it, mental health yeah. issues? But we have a counselor in Redondo Beach who's full-time, who goes around. She knows the homeless. She's, she's a walking... The doctor? No, uh, her name's Lila. Okay. She works for Harbor Interfaith, and she's a walking, talking angel, and I've gone around with her and met the homeless, and she puts people into homes. And uh, it's just unbelievable. Gets them into rehab. You know, to get people who need help, you know, often they've been out in the streets for years. They don't even have a driver's license. They don't right. even know where to get their benefits. When this woman so comes and offers them all the help. She takes them to the help. DMV. She walks them through the whole process. She's a social takes worker. Takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. In essence. I'm a social worker. So yeah, many people, though, are terrified of giving their information to the government that yeah, they would oh, yeah. rather be homeless. You got to so get sad. past that. And so, um, <laughs> you know, homeless is a huge problem everywhere. It's up, what, 75% in LA County? in the last four or five years it's growing everywhere and Mm -hmm. so um, it's really just up to the local communities working with the other communities to find a way to to, uh, get people who need and want assistance assistance uh, particularly uh, mental issues you know if, if if you have a serious mental problem and you should be on drugs well a lot of times they're not and and that's what you see often but you know so the ones you're probably putting in the homes are families that are homeless it's usually what I've seen are single people really? by themselves. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's families. In homes? Like big? Oh, yeah. I'll show you some pictures. 
Absolutely. You know, no, it, I believe you. I believe it you. breaks my heart to uh, when I fill out the paperwork for my children every year to go to school. One of the first questions asked is, "Are you homeless?" And I'm wondering, well, first of all, how did they even get to a computer to fill it out saying that, yes, they're homeless or not, they're homeless. But I, I inform my children of this. I'm like, some of the classmates that you may have may be homeless. They may be living in their car yep. and going to school. So A lot of people living in their cars. And there's a stat out there that said something like 60% of the people living in their cars have jobs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could see that. 30% yeah. of the students at El Camino live in their cars there you go that's a huge number wow. it's a huge, huge change too uh it wasn't like that when i was going to El yeah you see homeless people with cell phones and well they give them away the government them away. gives yeah. them well yeah. I, I think that's amazing I yeah they, they, they can sustain you a, can't get a, a job otherwise right so so it's an ongoing problem there's no question about it and part of it you know when i've talked to the residents who are who are um, impacted by the homeless i mean they do some crazy stuff i see some guy just walking down the street with none of stitch clothing on Right. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw a woman the other day pushing a cart with no oh. top. And, and they'll be urinating. <laughs> it broke my heart. They'll be they urinating do. and defecating in somebody's front yard. And I've seen that actually in front of Paris yeah. Middle School, one of my favorite homeless women. Well, then you just got to get the little signs out. that you get, you know, that says you have the dogs that say no poop, but you just need to have <laughs> a human and no human pooping on the lawn. He's I mean, a comedian. Uh, that's what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> you can laugh. I mean, that's it's a okay. start. <laughs> so luckily, the problem's not that bad in Redondo. We're trying to keep a check on it. We're trying to help people who need the help. And people are calling the police when things like that happen, and it's having having an impact. Building housing? No. I think we need more housing. public restrooms too. And yeah. Well, okay, so um, maybe in front of every Redondo house we could put a porta potty. Yeah, there you go. Redondo Beach is twelve thousand residents per square mile. It's very densely populated. Hermosa Beach is fourteen thousand residents per square mile. They're the most densely populated area on the entire California coast. <gasps> a lot of people don't. Hermosa know that. is. Yep. Wow. Oh yep. my God. And so, you know, the idea that this is the place for more housing when 93% of the residents who work and live in Redondo Beach have to leave Redondo Beach to get to work. Mm-hmm. It loads up the traffic uh, infrastructure in one direction in the morning, loads it up in the other direction in the afternoon. You know, the, the housing is, is not the answer to all these problems. I mean, well, the schools are full, right? Yeah. You're just yeah. telling me your schools are full. They uh, just knocked yeah. down uh, the... They just knocked down a school in Hermosa, right by the by, by the Valley Park, which is very close to where I live. And oh, the Hermosa View? Yeah. I think they're rebuilding it. They're rebuilding yeah. But they've completely taken it out. It had been there for years, and now they're, yeah, they're re- redoing it. That's just like kindergarten through third grade. They're just going to fix it up. And well, they're going to make it bigger and talk about gridlock, and, I mean, it's, at a, it's yeah, a very small... Yeah, already blocked. Yeah. Well, let me just repeat, 93%. Of the people who live and work in Redondo Beach, ninety-three percent have to leave Redondo Beach yeah. to go to work. I well, have to drive over the, an hour. Why isn't the train working then? Yeah, why, why don't we have the train? Why that don't we have a train down here? That would. You know, and their answer now is just to build more housing, right? Instead so of more why trains. Why do we have transit? Right? Exactly, transit. We have the 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 uh, Metro bus two thirty-two goes down PCH basically to the airport, and if you want to take two and a half hours to get downtown. You can get on the metro buses, but nobody does that. So because we do you don't not have, have two and a half hours to wait. We do not have the transit. That's why a train is better. 
Well, right. we're not going to. Yeah. Well, then the, the Greenbelt used to be a train. That used there used to be tracks there, right? Well, you know, the, that's exactly what that was. Yeah. You oh, the red line? Take, used to be able to no. take the red car from downtown Los Angeles to Redondo Beach in half an hour. That's wow. right. That's what we should right be doing. Right along the beach. Well, it's all built up now. They ripped them out, and they've built on all of it. Yeah, you know, Ardmore, this whole, that whole thing, that was, oh, that was the here. train. Oh, okay. Yeah, right here. Yeah. That was, that was try, the Try to get the residents to agree to run a rail line down the Greenbelt now. <laughs> force them force them why can't I guess we that do would be a different country what Elon Musk does and just go under well yeah oh. he's talking about the, the um, red car I forgot what it's called come on, the red car is different than the red line red, red car was like a that was that was trolley. a trolley that was like a like trolley thing the red well car. what happened with the red cars was cars came on the scene regular cars and so people wanted to be in cars Mm-hmm. And so the red cars didn't get the ridership anymore, and people stopped. I thought the uh, gas company bought over the red line. To well, that too. It. You know, they rip, you, you know. know they bought up some of the um, right of ways. There was a movie about it. I think Roger. Yeah, Rabbit yeah. I was just gonna say, wasn't it Cloverfield? The, it was. Uh, it was. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> Christopher Steven Spielberg. Christopher movie, Lloyd's character that that bought the red car and dismantled it, and yeah, he was the bad guy. But right. yeah, you kind of learned about the red car. In Southern California. Did you ever see movie. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? No. If you, if, you pull oh, up, if you pull up a map of the red car system and the Huntington rail cars and, and the, the system we had throughout Southern California is unbelievable. One of you the could best, take I a, heard. You could take a train like from San Fernando Valley to Newport Beach. Oh, wow! And connect. It's a, it's amazing when you look at those old maps. It really is. And so we just they're destroyed it. We're idiots. They're all gone. Let's because go back to you. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about you. More about me? Yeah. Well, I want to point out <laughs> that, that um, Bill Brand yes, looks is. incredibly healthy. He looks he like does. a triathlete, which you probably are. I, I used to be. I kind of still am. He also uh, looks like an actor or a politician. I mean, and with the name <laughs> Bill Brand, you should be uh, an actor. You should be yeah. famous. Ugh. Any well, relation to Russell Brand? All the political consultants <laughs> have. I say I have a great name to be a candidate. Brand for mayor. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Buy into that brand. As opposed yes. to, you know. But I also want to say, um, you have been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that was a shocker. Yeah. About oh, last June. And it wasn't your June. first call with cancer? Is that true? No, I had um, testicular cancer back in the 90s. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so sorry. Like, I'm not you know, everybody says, oh, get my left nut for that. Well, I actually <laughs> did get my left nut. I want to think about the Lance the Armstrong <laughs> jokes we could do right now, too. <laughs> well, so, um, yeah, and then they did radiation treatment. And that was a nightmare. But that was, jeez, that was 25 years ago. Are you all okay now? Uh, no. <laughs> so what were you diagnosed with? What kind uh, of Last cancer? June I was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer. Are you a sp- You're not a smoker. You don't look like no, a smoker. No, no. Uh, they declared me a non-smoker. And your parents, history. were they smokers? Yes, yes. I was exposed to secondhand smoke. My mom smoked Pall Malls, you know, two packs a day for many years. So I was exposed to secondhand smoke. Yeah. And she died of lung cancer at like 55. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't really know how I got it. They don't really know. And <laughs> when you're in the middle of it, it doesn't really matter. You're just trying to treat it. And, and, and how's that going? And tell you. And <clears throat> how's the treatment going, yeah? Uh, well, it's been an adventure for sure. Um, you know, you've had radiation, I've had chemo. I had chemo last Wednesday, and wow, you, and you're wearing it. Yeah, well, I, I, I would never know. Really, really. Exactly. Um, you know, I, and I've had great medical care. I've had great support. You know, from my family, my friends, and my wife. Oh my God! Without my wife, Deirdre, I, I just don't know how people do it on their own. I really don't. And, you know, and it's your all insurance so shocking. must be good. 
yeah, I have good insurance, and you know, I, I just don't know how people do it in this day and age without good insurance and without the big support. I, oh, I go and they have these places called the Infusion Center, mm -hmm. Infusion, and it's where they uh, I go to Cedar Sinai, and they'll have like thirty-five rooms, and it's where everybody goes in to get their chemo every day right I used to take my mom in, to get her chemo there you go you're it's sitting so in a depressing. room or you're sitting in a cubicle and they're just feeding you with poison basically. right it is poison and uh, so they look for side effects and they try to moderate how much they give you but it works for me it's worked I mean it shrunk my tumor by 80 percent that's amazing oh, wow. Thank goodness. yeah after the second cycle so wow uh, how many cycles are you gonna do well, it's a bit complicated. Um, it was like a three-chemical cocktail. They gave me four cycles, um, but then they're dropping one of the chemicals, and then I'm going to be on two of the chemicals every four weeks. Sounds like indefinitely. Oh, so is until it, it goes away. Well, the doctor said, um, you know, don't get off a winning horse. So, you know, as long as yeah. it's working. I mean, I don't know, honestly. It's your question. I mean, stage four cancer, this is awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, for now, things are going great, and That's I feel good, and I've been surfing the last couple of days with my wife, and in fact, you know how I found out? <laughs> this is a bizarre, amazing story, and it's always a shock, though, whenever anybody finds out they have cancer, or they have ALS, or, or you know, somebody's been in a horrible accident, you know, it's always just so shocking, so, anyway, I was flying to Mexico, uh, to go to this North American Mayor's Conference that the new president of Mexico had invited me to. Somehow he decided to invite the mayor of Redondo Beach in Cabo to go to this thing, you know. How cool is that? Okay, I gotta go to that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I go, you know what, I'm gonna go a day early and go surfing. Yeah, just go down a day early and go surfing and then I'll go to this conference. And uh, my wife was in China on vacation, so I go, I'll just go down one day, according to Bill, and go surfing. And so I'm flying down there and, and uh, talking to this nice couple from Sonoma on the plane. I got a nice window seat. I'm all excited. And it was like, it was like, you know, you doze off on a plane. Yeah. You know, you just kind of doze off and nap for I don't sure. know, five minutes or whatever. It was like I closed my eyes and I opened my eyes and I looked over and the nice couple from Sonoma were gone. And then there was this other lady sitting there with an oxygen tank and a mask. <laughs> And I'm looking at her going, where did you come from? Where's <laughs> <laughs> my friends? And she was very serious. She goes, well, I'm so-and-so, and I'm a nurse practitioner, and you had a seizure, and I came to be with you. Wow. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what? And you had no idea. And I, I'm like, what? And then I felt my tongue, because I had bit up my tongue <gasps> during mm. the seizure. I had something called a grand mal seizure. Oh, yeah. And I could taste the blood, you know, sometimes when you're like, Yeah, what? yeah. My brother's had those. And I was all confused, and I was like, what are you... I kept looking at her, like, what are you talking about? I never had anything like that. And she goes, and nothing like that ever happened to you before? I go, never. And I, I was so confused, and, and I go, how long was I out? She goes, about half an hour. Wow. And I'm like, half an hour? Fifteen minutes I land in Mexico by myself. And they come with a wheelchair and, you know, they take you push to the me hospital. through customs, immigration, off to the hospital, and uh, keep me overnight. They were great. The Mexican medical staff, everything, they were fantastic. I bet. And checked on me every two hours. And the doctor comes in the next morning. He goes, look, Mr. Brand, I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, this never happened to you before. Take these anti-seizure meds. You can go to your conference. Don't go in the water. 
Oh, really? Why? Yeah, why? You would have well, been. If you, you have a seizure right in the water. Now. Oh, because oh. if you had the seizure yeah, in the motion, water. You know, like, like at that neck? <laughs> <laughs> no agua, no agua. Well, he said, don't even draw a bath. Oh, wow. really? He said, don't yeah, even draw a bath. He said, if you'd been in the water. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. That's exactly where I was headed. Two hours later, I would have been in the water. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. That's where I was going. So wow. that's frightening. It's crazy. And, and, you know, there's so many things I've learned getting this diagnosis. And one that I was lucky. I was lucky that I had that seizure on a plane, strapped into a plane seat with a bunch of doctors and nurses on the plane. Could have been driving down the 405. Which or two hours later, I'd been in the water, and they would have just found me floating, and I guess he drowned. Oh, well, you know. Wow. Um, And then, uh, anyway, so I went to the conference and kind of forgot about it. I took the drugs that they told me to and came home. Because he had said, go to your doctor as soon as you get home. So I go to my doctor and... And he's really concerned because I, you know, I used to be a triathlete. And I was in picture of health. This wait, the seizure. Why did that happen? Oh, well, that's what I'm getting to. And oh, so I'm sorry. he goes. I told him I had a seizure, right? I uh-huh. didn't know. I still yeah. didn't know. I was googling, you know, exactly. seizures in exactly. late life, and oh, well, you're developing epilepsy. I'm like, holy cow! I was reading all this stuff about epilepsy development in late late in life, and I didn't know. So the doctor goes, "We're doing an MRI like first thing tomorrow morning on your brain." okay whatever you say so i went to san pedro and where they had an mri right away and it was like at 6 30 in the morning and uh, the doctor calls me at three o'clock in the afternoon and says bill this is really serious you need to go to the hospital right now they found a mass in your head and you're at risk of having another seizure don't drive and take some things with you because you're probably going to be there a couple days and this was like, I'd been driving around all day. I think I went on a bike ride. I was just like, so you know. And feeling spread. fine. Exactly. The and so, spread. Well, they still didn't know. So I, you know, and I hadn't told my wife. She was in China. Because I didn't want to call her, hey, babe, I had a seizure on an airplane. You know, what, what is she going to do with that? You know, I didn't want to scare her. Right. So I told the doctor, I go, so I guess I got to tell my wife now. And he's like, oh, yeah, she's got to come home. And I'm like, wow. And so I just like kicked into take care of business mode. I texted Deirdre, call me ASAP, packed some things, called an Uber. Next thing I know, I'm walking into the emergency room, a little company, Mary Hospital. And they call me right away, right away. The place was packed. I'm thinking, I'm going to be here for eight hours. Boom, <laughs> call my name right away. I walk in, and there's an emergency room doctor. And up on the board, like on two walls, they have my brain MRI. Wow. And anybody could just walk in and go, that doesn't look good. Mm. There's like a mass and all the swelling around in your brain. Yikes. And I'm looking up at that going, is that my MRI? And there's two brain surgeons sitting there with the, with, with the emergency room doctor. And they're like, we're really sorry, Mr. Brand, but, um, you know, that's going to have to come out. Wait, you didn't even have headaches or anything? Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm still out bike riding and you yeah, know, feeling great. Stuff, like gonna go to work, and and I'm looking at that going, are you guys talking about brain surgery? Wow. And he goes, yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe tonight, probably tomorrow morning. And right then, my phone rang. Guess who it was? Your wife. My wife. And oh. I just, God, I still, I still get emotional. I don't blame you. Oh, my goodness. And I look at my phone, and I look at the doctors. I go, it's my wife. And they straighten up like, oh, shit. They know she doesn't know. And so I just, 
I tell you, hey babe, I had a seizure on a plane. I'm in the hospital right now. I got a mass in my head. They're talking about taking it out. She starts crying and she's going, babe, what are you telling me? And the doctors are looking at me and I'm trying to talk to her. And I just, I can't talk anymore. I just handed the phone to the doctor. I'm done. And he picks up the phone and he just, just like lays the whole thing out for her in like a minute. Hangs up the phone, hands it back to me. She's on her way home. And so then the doctors go, hey, look, we're going to go scan you. Get to your question, Rose. We're going to go scan you, make sure it's nowhere else. And then we're going to prep you for brain surgery, basically. I'm like, this is unbelievable. So they send me up there. We'll see you in your room in a couple hours. So they come to one of the brain surgeons comes to my room in a couple hours. This happens so fast. I mean, this is like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's now like 8 at night. People are coming in going, what the hell is going on here, you know? And the papers were already calling, going, you got a, like a brain cancer, Mayor Brand? This is unbelievable. And so he comes in and goes, uh, well, Bill, I got good news and bad news. Good news is there ain't going to be any brain surgery. The bad news is we found a mass in your lung, and it has spread to your brain, and we're going to look for it elsewhere. But um, I'll never forget these words he said. Um, My hands are not going to be in your brain anytime soon, and that's a good thing but we've got to treat your lung cancer systemically and figure out all that's going on. And, and so I was just sitting there. And like, so the lung cancer was in okay. a worse position than the brain? What happened was I would think the so. lung cancer had spread to the brain. And so my first symptom of lung cancer was a seizure on an airplane wow. because it had spread to my brain and created a mass. I actually had a couple masses and when they did a scan and, and that was it you know and it's not uncommon like I remember this the neuroradiologist came in later on and she was explaining everything to me she was fantastic Dr. Sokolov from City of Hope and, and I saw so many doctors it's such a trip in that short amount of time and they were all telling me this and telling me that and, but boy when Dr. Sokolov walked in he's just like it strikes you like I need to listen to her and she said she explained the whole thing and how it had spread and I would had this seizure and and I said to her, so are you telling me my first symptom of lung cancer was a seizure on an airplane? She goes, happens all the time. All the time. Really? Yeah. So even bicycling, <clears throat> when you're doing your crazy 26 mile or something, mm-hmm. you're, you were not having issues with being able to no. take a good breath? No. I didn't feel shortness of breath, no coughing, nothing. <sighs> Did the, is the treatment decreasing the size of the brain tumor oh absolutely yeah it awesome. reduced it so such a long story i already talked too much but no 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 um no. <laughs> they misdiagnosed me in the beginning they thought i had this particular genetic mutation called ros1 ros1 and that there's a targeted drug for it an immunotherapy drug mm. and so we were, we were all excited my oncologist like you hit the jackpot bill we're just going to put you on this drug and people do really well on this and oh fantastic well it didn't work because it misdiagnosed me and when they got the right diagnosis they sent me in for you know this this serious round of chemotherapy treatment but it took like a couple months to get on the right treatment in the meantime they did radiation treatment blah 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 and all this stuff but after the second round of chemo um my tumor had shrunk by 80 percent that fast so they didn't open you up that's amazing no, everybody says they want to just take it out. Well, because of stage four, it's already spread. So if it hadn't spread, like a lot of people, like they'll just get a mass in their lung and it hasn't spread anywhere. They'll just go and take, take the lung out. Mm-hmm. And then you live like a 
the rest of your life and no more cancer. But once it's spread, you got to treat it systemically. Yeah. You can't just go take a mass out. I appreciate you sharing because I know there's a lot of people out there with cancer. Well, you know, a couple things about that, and, and it's so true. You know, like I said, a lot of people go through this on their own. They're scared exactly. to death, scared to death. Exactly. And, you know, they have near the support system I have. And, and so... Um, or health insurance. The health yeah, insurance, health insurance. I, I found to be the biggest issue with my mom. Absolutely. Yep. Covered nothing. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It really is. Um, the other thing, you know, you just learn so much. You learn how many people are dealing with it. You know, I mean, I never had anything. Well, I guess I did, but you, you learn a lot about what people are going through, and it, it makes you realize what's important and brings you to center, so to speak. And, you know, you worry less about the, the, the more minor things sure. than sure. what seems so important. Can before. I tell you a quick story? Sure. Just even quicker then. Um, my mom called me, I think I was on the phone with you. My mom had called me, and they found a nodule on her lung. Mm. And she was a first responder during 9-11. She got Graves' disease, and they're monitoring her mm. lungs and hoping it doesn't get bigger. But she's freaking out. Mm -hmm. And she has really good insurance because it's the 9-11 fund. Mm -hmm. insurance Which they like just passed, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. But Took I mean, she years. had good... The John Stewart, right? Didn't John Stewart exactly. have something to do with that? Yeah. Exactly. Um, but they just found it, mm -hmm. and she's freaking out. And now that you're saying that, I'm going to have her listen mm -hmm. to this. Um, though her English is really bad, but I'll explain and interpret. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of people. My, my sister had thyroid cancer. Mm -hmm. All of this sounds environmental to me. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it certainly is in a lot of cases. Um, we're living longer, so people are developing cancer now. Mm -hmm. uh, people forget the average lifespan was like 50 years old. It used to be, right? Ago. And now it's, you know, and so you start seeing these Yeah, but cancer, cancer was, yeah, I, I think it's environmental. I really do. Well, From to that all point. all the research I've done, it's... I did work at LAX for 40 years, so... Oh, my God. That's 40 another. years? Yeah. 40 oh, my God. Wow. That right there is the so answer. To wow. your point about it being envir the answer is. environmental, uh, there were, there's a, a thing on Patch, the cancer-linked contaminants found in Redondo Beach tap water. I love oh, that you pulled that out. I love that you pulled that out. He's our fact checker. <laughs> no, I, was, I was reading that this morning. Oh, you were? Oh, absolutely. I was so our water is not I, I cheated. My girlfriend actually sent this to me. Well, she she had a conversation with you one time, I guess, and, and she, uh, I go, do you have any questions for him? So she sent this right away. She also wants to know about the 1% uh, sales tax increase proposal. <laughs> you want to know about the water? Or you want to know about the one? Uh, uh, everything. What's her name? Tell maybe. Oh, that's uh, Amanda. Her. Amanda Williamson is her name. Didn't ring a bell, but uh, when I saw that article come out, I went and met with uh, California Water Service, mm -hmm. and they—they're the ones who provide water to Redondo and Hermosa Beach and parts of Palos Verdes. Because I was concerned about that, still concerned about it. Mm -hmm. I haven't quite gotten to the bottom of, it. but they're—you know—I'm not concerned about what they're doing because you know they're just following federal and state guidelines to mm -hmm. maintain uh, water quality based on the standards that they're given. Yeah. Um, but yet you see those contaminants in there that that environmental working group has identified. And I was looking up the environmental working group, and they're, they've got like five offices around the, around the country, yeah. Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Sacramento, and uh, they're, they're like a real deal. And so um, 
I, I haven't gotten to the bottom of it yet, but I'm going to. But it's on your radar, and that's so I understand. Well, you got some other personal on. crap going on that I think yeah, that exactly. takes uh, that t- takes priority. But yeah. Um, so anyway, back to the sales tax. Um, that's a tricky one because I'm 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 a Democrat, but I'm not a tax and spend Democrat, and I don't want to raise taxes. But the problem with this is there's a maximum amount of sales tax that any agency or any city can charge anywhere in the state of California, I think it's 10.5%. Well, right now, Redondo Beach is at 9 and 3 quarters percent. Oh, I didn't realize we were lower. Yeah, right. <laughs> didn't well, seem like it. <laughs> no. What's happened um, is the county has been floating these various measures, Measure R, Measure M, and it raises our sales tax. And then they take the money and they go build transportation projects or, or whatever uh, project they're working on. Mm-hmm. So the money basically leaves the local communities. And goes to the counties, and so what's happened now? Since there's only a little delta there left, uh, something like 56 cities have now passed this increase in uh, sales tax because they don't want the money leaving their towns. They want the money here in their communities to improve their communities and how they w- they want to spend it themselves. That makes sense. So otherwise, you end up taking the money out of the town, and so with the and something like. I forget the numbers, like 54 of 56 cities who floated these measures have passed just because of the argument I just made. And there's a good chance the county will be coming to take that money and then it'll just be gone and then we will not have gotten it. So, but at the same token, you know, where's the money going to go? Right? The city's going to get, we'll get another $5 million. Like, and where is that going to yeah, if, if, Hopefully if to the my voters, pockets. Yeah, <laughs> no, for more gar- garbage cans down on, at the if, beach. If the, if the residents vote on it for for Redondo, how, how can the county take it? Well, they can't because then oh. they'll, meet the, they'll reach, the, reach the max, which I think is 10.5%. So, okay. So by state law, and gotcha. that'll be it. So unless they raise the threshold, which they could. Which I'm sure right? that'll happen eventually. So I'm that's sure. the other thing that bothers me about it. They'll probably find some workaround. But, you know, there's, there's other agencies, not just the county, but the AQMD, they're, they're looking at, you know, raising uh, sales tax to fund their programs. And it's kind of a, a, a push-pull of, you know, is the money going to leave or is it going to stay or are we going to raise it or are we going to wait? If you wait, it could be too late. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what the answer is. We voted and we're going to vote to put it on the ballot. Let the residents decide. Let them figure out what they want to do and I sounds can live with it one way or the other. And Sounds very democratic. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's everybody's money. and Right? No, that know, sounds like um, the right thing I'm to do. i tell them, you know, to tax themselves, and I'm not here to tell them that. Um, let them decide. It's kind of kind of like uh, a lot of things, you know. I'd much rather let the residents decide for themselves what they want for their town instead of telling them. So get that, out there and good. vote, you fools. That's right. Yeah. yeah we need more people voting. Yeah, yeah really. too many Always. people won't vote. It yeah. pisses me off. I'm I'm angry at my poor little kid who's only 19, and he says he's not going to vote. And I tell him I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still a bit home? That's yeah. A good well, maybe you can ground right. him. If you don't vote, you're grounded. <laughs> yeah. No, the kicking ass is. I'll beat him up. Yeah, exactly. That I, works better. I believe you could do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he's way bigger than me. But nope. I think that you should have to vote. I mean, you're at that age. Get your act together and you go do it. You do in certain it. countries. You know, in Australia, they'll send you a ticket for like 100 bucks if you don't vote. Are you serious? No, true. Oh, I, I love that. Sure. that here. But there's a reason why people don't push, especially Republicans. Because we're mostly dumb and we won't know how to vote. Well, no. This will become a democratic, progressive country. And they don't want that. So... 
but that's just my opinion. Right. <laughs> I think it's the general opinion of certainly the Republicans that um, voter turnout is not good for them. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So. Um, Bill, is there anything else you want to say to your voters in Redondo Beach? Well, you know what I'm working on is I'm trying to get an Olympic event here in 2028. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. That's exciting. You know, I was here in 1984. And if you lived in the South Bay when the Olympics were here, you wouldn't even have known the Olympics were in town. Wow. Because there were no events. There Not were no festivities. Nothing. I actually got Nothing. to go to some of that. You wouldn't even have known. And so they ran the torch down Catalina Avenue. Oh, that would have been cool The week before, see. and that was it. Okay. That was it. Cool. So meanwhile, there happened events all over. All over. And so... Um, uh, I found that there's this event called the Open Water Swim, uh-huh. which is a 10K. You swim in the open ocean, 10K, 10 mm-hmm. six miles. And right now it's in Long Beach Harbor. Ew. Yeah, thank you. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to the South Bay, right? Oh. So uh, I would have thought Hermosa would have grabbed like all the volleyball and stuff like the that. The problem with Hermosa Manhattan, there's no parking. So I went and met with the LA28 committee who really decided where a lot of these venues were going to be. Mm-hmm. And they have them clustered around. There's a lot in Long Beach. They have in the Carson and the Memorial Coliseum and things like that. Security is much more of a bigger issue than it used to be. The problem with our most in Manhattan, there's no parking. Right. So when Where's I talked to the LA 28 committee, they said, you know, you can just forget it. Redondo, we have the parking. Where? You know, we have the pier. Okay. Yeah, that's we have a like, little bit of parking on oh, the Oh, no. Pier. We have 3,000 parking spots. And if you, if oh. you shuttle people in, we have over 5,000. Oh, no, they, wow. got, they had already done that. Yeah, remember they did the big, uh, the big concert. That was I awesome, by the way. Yeah, and that and was that's coming well. again, by the way. That's another. That cool was thing. phenomenal. I, oh yeah, I, I was so pleased with the yeah. way that that went off. Yeah, that's happening again, again this year. Mar- May first. Do you know who's uh, who the artists are yet? I heard. I can't say. Oh, <laughs> all right. it's going to be exciting. That would have been a. It's going to be really, been a scoop. really exciting. We could be the first to know. No? So are we up and running uh, for the swimming? Mad at me. Huh? Are we up and running for the swimming for the? Well, we're working on that now, and so we had a big event last. October last month where people came from all over the world to swim in our 10k it was our first one ocean fest swam from uh, Veterans Park all the way up to Palos Verdes and Bluff Cove and back oh wow that's it a was different really direction cool. I would yeah. assume they would have headed north no 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 they just headed down to Palos Verdes went up along the cliffs and came oh. back it was so scenic wow. it was beautiful the water was beautiful it was warm the do- people could hear the dolphins swimming and oh, that's where amazing. was I that's amazing <laughs> You know, um, so uh, it went off really cool. We had two swimmers that are going to be in the Olympics next year, mm-hmm. Jordan Wilamowski and Haley Anderson. Wow. They're representing the U.S. in the 10K swim in Tokyo next year. They came and swam. So uh, it was a huge good. hit. And everybody, all the swimmers are like, you can't have this in Long Beach Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of uh, other forces that determine where these events go. So we're working on, on hopefully they'll... they'll, they'll decide to hold it where they should hold it which is obviously in real open water absolutely so we'll see what happens so we're working on that and the beach life festival is coming in may so a lot of cool things happen. well if we get the olympics here i'm gonna airbnb my house and (laughs) oh that's another question can you airbnb in redondo because you can't no i think you can because i I looked up can't in hermosa anymore you can in redondo because i've seen people like rent out their bunk bed Okay, it's illegal in Redondo Beach. Okay, Uh-oh. see? Right there. <laughs> it's illegal in Hermosa, too. Now yes. I'm caught. We are a complaint-driven system, uh, so if people complain about an Airbnb, then, yeah, we'll show up. And 
Oh, okay. Airbnb. I, kick not your ass. Airbnb. I, get, I can read the, through the lines there. Read through the lines? That's not the expression. Read I'll between be the lines. I'll be out my house. Oh, I can do a house exchange. No, you Somebody, can't. You can't. The mayor's right here. Yeah, but the house exchange 30 is days. considered you can for, rent it for 30 days. Right, 30 days so I go illegal. to Japan and stay in somebody else's house, and they oh. come here, and they enjoy the Olympics. And then all the money you spend in a hotel in Japan. No, I'm house switching. You know, they can just switch oh, a house for a okay. house. House swapping. Right. You don't need house to wait swapping. for the Olympics to do that. You can do that right now. Yeah. I don't think anybody would really want to stay in my house. Oh, like, you'd be surprised. Really? Well, Southern she has California. rats. Seven miles from LAX. Ah, but my house is 100 years old. It's falling apart. You've seen it. You can, yeah. It's barely held together with paper Photoshop clips. Photoshop some photos, though. There you go. Go. <laughs> My house would do very well. Your house would do extremely yeah, well. Yeah, I would live well. in your home. Uh, okay, thank you. Just take pictures <laughs> of the sunset and the dolphins. And right, everything bigger. outside of the yeah. house. That's a good idea. Well, Bill, I am so excited that you came by, <clears throat> so and nice. I, I yeah. think I learned so I hope much. It was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. And in, uh, I think a lot of people are going to resonate with what you've just said. Because I, I, I believe cancer is like off the charts and so many people are getting it. And they're like, why did I get it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you look like an Olympian athlete. Mm-hmm. So if an Olympian athlete looking kind of white guy gets it, mm-hmm. we're all. Oh, we're all going to get something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> None of us are getting out of this. No alive. one gets out alive. Well, I hope I so, die in my sleep. Uh, That's yeah, what I'm hoping I for. But I want to wish you all the best with that. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's yes. going to clear up soon. And you seem real positive And you seem like all the things are going in your favor. So uh, yeah, all the well, best to you, you on that. that. Absolutely. Will you come back? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah we'll get more questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like those questions. Those are typical questions I get from people about the We might get an audience. Good. Maybe we'll save you some phone calls now. They'll listen to the podcast and you'll have more time during the day not to have to answer the questions because they'll listen to the podcast. Yeah. There There you go. go. I had to turn people away who wanted to come and and talk to you. So, yes. Yeah, we'll have an audience. So next time we'll have an audience. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Just fire questions and that's what I'm here for. All right. Great. All right. Good luck. Can't offend me. Give it up to our mayor of Redondo Beach. Thanks, Bill. Okay, thank you, guys. It was fun. Thank you. Join us every week for entertaining and informational time. And if you want to suggest a topic for our show or just want to know more about us, go to our website, www.anamericanconversationpodcast.com and comment away. We will try to respond as soon as possible. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And subscribe to our podcast. 